I'm going to test something. I'm going to close out my audio and video settings, and if you don't hear me, that means I'm going to have to have my stupid audio and video settings open the whole time, no, which would be annoying. Well, I don't see you anyway, apparently. There's no <laughs> webcams popping up, so that's cool, too. No, you're just a picture. You guys are pictures for me, too. I can see Jason. I can see Troy. Why are you naked, Wait. by the way? I always am. Oh, how am I missing this? Yeah, song. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. <laughs> Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? And Jeff is... Who the hell is Jeff? Um, I'm so glad I get to talk about Cox. I'm really happy. Dicks. Yay. Well, look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. So I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for the rundown. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode 369 of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, an intentionally offensive wrestling podcast. The fuck out of here, Ladybug. And this week, <laughs> I. I'm your co-host, Troy, and I have returned from my little two-week um, hiatus due to illnesses and such. Uh, but I am joined this week, as always, by Jason. And uh, I hope he doesn't go anywhere, but it wasn't really necessary for you to uh, tell the listeners that you call Jeff Ladybug. Oh, that's okay. And uh, joining us again, Jeff is here. Yeah, I'm probably the most excited I've ever been to be on the show with all the good news that happened this past week. Oh, we can tell how excited you are, Jeff. Uh, yeah, because yeah, you you yeah, your intro was more than five words, so. <laughs> Should we do it again? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take it from the top. That's fine. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so there, um, there was a Game's lot. Song! Oh, yeah, there you go. There's a lot going on this week. Um, most of it bad. Um, for different reasons, but that's a, there's a reason that we have a little something um, that that we've put together here in order to talk about it, and it's a little something that we like to call the perfect ten, a ten, a ten, a fucking ten. Starting things off, let's go ahead and start things off with the biggest news this week. So. Uh, a little little background on this news. Obviously, uh, every single wrestling podcast that you're going to listen to this week is going to talk about this, but, uh, you know, that's, that's what our job is. So last weekend, we were starting to hear a couple of rumors that uh, uh, one Roman Reigns was pulled from house shows, and it was kind of an under-the-radar kind of thing. Because you know, big time champ missing a couple of couple of house shows, not a not a huge deal usually. Um, and but 
because we didn't even talk about it. We were more talking about the fact that Alexa Bliss missed the house shows this weekend. Um, so it was it was kind of a surprise when Raw opened up with Roman Reigns walking out, but Roman Reigns walking out not in his wrestling gear, but in his street gear. And not like the wrestling equivalent of street gear that we usually see when somebody's doing like a, a more relaxed promo. Or a false or a, or a street fight match. Or a street fight match, yep. Yeah, he wasn't wearing he wasn't wearing blue jeans and a tank top. So Reigns comes out, uh, the fans boo him, of course, because they're fans. Um, but uh, so then he instantly kind of takes takes all the air out of the room by saying that uh, um, by by mentioning the fact that he's been talking about being uh, here every week and being a fighting champion and saying that he was no longer going to be able to do that. And I think all of us have watched wrestling long enough and seen these kind of promos long enough that we knew this wasn't just a I'm I I, I hurt myself I'm going to be out for a couple a couple of months kind of interview. Um, this felt a lot like you know when Edge retired or Daniel Bryan retired. Uh, this felt like something that was uh, was not normal, uh, and it turned out not to be because Roman Reigns explained. That not only is his no name Joe Anoa'i, but uh, that 11 years ago he fought and vanquished leukemia, but it is back. So Reigns had to drop the belt and is going to be taking time off in order to to obviously most likely go into chemotherapy or any other kind of of you know, clinical treatments that they're going to do in order to get him to get it back into remission. But yeah. So um, let's first talk about the promo itself and then talk about the aftermath. So um, why don't you start us off, Jason? Um, well, obviously, you know, you touched on the, just the shocking aspect of it. The, the stories were out, like you said, that he was missing house shows. And I think a lot of people, um, sort of immediately went to injury or days off. But the Boston house show was sort of the one that that was sort of a big house show that was supposed to have been a pay-per-view. They changed the date, et cetera. Um, but they booked it with Raw and SmackDown guys, sort of like an MSG show to, to be a big, huge house show. So to miss that, you sort of red flag sort of went up. Um, when he did the promo, I don't know what else you can say. I mean, the crowd reaction sort of told you everything you needed to know. Clearly, the announcers were not aware because they were still pushing the match at Crown Jewel during his walk to the ring. Um, but there was there's the moment where he makes the announcement, and the whole crowd just goes silent, except for the one guy that says, You still suck! And fuck yeah, that what a guy. Dick. Fuck that guy. Um but I and and maybe you know to to be honest, maybe that guy thought it was part of a fucking program. I I would hope you would realize it's not, but you know who the fuck knows. Um. But but that was the thing that really just struck me was that the crowd, that just the overwhelming turn and and just embracing of this guy who they've spent years shitting on and booing and the way like the whole crowd just instantly sort of wrapped him up in a giant hug and said, you know, we got you. Um, that was to me the thing that stood out the most. And, uh, and I think that continued throughout and, and we, I I guess you want to separate and we'll talk about the aftermath later. Um, in, in terms of other stuff, but I mean, you just went on Twitter and you saw the outpouring of support from just everywhere. And you know, it was coworkers you expect it from, but, 
guys, Kenny Omega, New Japan, Ring of Honor, they all sent, you know, well wishes, which is, which is awesome. And it shows really the community and brotherhood that exists within the wrestling business. Um, and I know, I think I speak for everybody affiliated with the rundown feed that when I say that, you know, we all send our best to Roman, hopefully get a quick recovery and get him back in the ring because this guy is a top performer. This guy is one of the best in the company and there is a huge gap and a huge void that is left by him having to go out. And obviously his health comes first and, you know, you, you got to take care of that and family, but um, he's definitely, definitely going to be missed as a performer for sure. Yeah, I mean, what else can you say besides it's just heartbreaking um, for, I mean, he's pretty much in the prime of his career and uh, it really sucks that uh, that he has to go through this. Uh, I mean, it's, it was as real again. as a moment. Again, has to go through it again. I know, <laughs> I know. And it, it's about as real as a moment as you can get in wrestling because it was real and uh, it, it was na- nice for the, the fans really to um, realize that it wasn't a work, thankfully. And except uh, that one asshole. So, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's a he's a dickhead. That yeah. guy. But um, no, it, it's there's not like I said. There's not much you could say about it. it it's just heartbreaking. It, he really spoke from the heart. You could tell he was very emotional, and uh, it really transferred to the the crowd. And it definitely transferred to me. It was really uh, it was pretty difficult to watch. Um, but it, it was, it was nice. It, it probably just gave my mic and, and said, uh, just to say whatever you got to say, and uh, he did. And it, it really did seem like this was probably kept very close to a very few number of people because, like you said, they were still promoting the Crown Jewel event when he was coming out. I don't even think they knew. So not only did, did they not know, but yeah, a lot of the guys in the back didn't know. It seemed like the only ones that really knew were probably Vince, obviously Dean and Seth most likely knew, um, and maybe a couple of other, obviously like the Usos probably knew and things like that. Right. But yeah, for most everybody else, they found out as soon as we did. Um, Daniel Bryan actually, um, who was backstage at Raw, um, actually said he's never seen the air go out of a locker room as as quickly and, and as as dramatically as it did when that that was announced so um yeah it's one of those things where if 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 roman went out there and he said yeah i blew in my acl you know people would be bummed or they'd be like you're good man you're, you're gonna come back and you're gonna be fine um people don't always come back from something like this and that's that's a real legitimate thing that might that that that's a legitimate possibility that this might be it for him. So, um, you know, obviously we, we hope that he can do exactly what he did last time and, and, you know, get, get it into remission and get better. But yeah, just, just kind of a crazy thing. And obviously, you know, this, you know, Jason said this, this leaves a huge void. I mean, taking reins out of, you know this when he's he's the focal point of raw and the focal point of of like six different storylines as well yeah company. it's yeah it's a huge huge hit um one we haven't seen in quite a while so um, probably the so, yeah. closest in recent memory was was seth rollins acl tear i mean at the time he was the centerpiece yeah. of everything they were doing yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. I mean, the the Daniel Bryan thing, he was he had kind of cooled off at that point. Right. 
And he had you know, been away after, after for a long thing. time before the official sort of word came out. So they had sort of oh, started yeah, but, life without Daniel at that point. Yeah, but even even when he initially dropped the 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 WWE championship, mm-hmm. you know, he, they had they had done the King thing, and he had kind of cooled off a little bit. Mm-hmm. If it would have happened right after WrestleMania, it would have probably been a little bit bigger. Um, but obviously, then you think of other guys. Obviously, Edge is a big one. You know, being the the world champion at the right. time and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this is crazy. So uh, moving on, then from can I, there, can I just one one more thing before we move yeah. on? Um, mm-hmm. I did want to mention that to me, one thing that that I haven't heard talked about a ton um, is that. For a guy who, for the longest time, has been just getting mercilessly booed and unfairly criticized by wrestling fans and journalists and whatever, um, I was unaware, uh, and I don't know about you guys, but I was unaware that he had previously uh, had leukemia, had fought it, had survived it. But it would have been incredibly easy for him to pull the cancer survivor card at some point as a way to sort of turn crowds and sort of gain sympathy and, and to his credit, to, to show the character of the individual he did not do that he did not use that as a crutch or, or something to to be used as a tool and he he showed to me that that shows a lot about him yeah and well, he also uh he stayed very positive about the whole situation he, he didn't go out there and, and dwell on it and seem negative and, and he said he was going to kick its ass and yeah. you know for our everybody i think everybody's sakes I, I hope he does i hope he kicks his ass and he's back soon yeah, and, mm-hmm. that, and that video on WWE.com was just sort of. I mean, if you were Oof. if you're, you weren't heartbroken before, I mean, just watching that things like Braun Strowman, his fiercest on-camera rival, coming up and just embracing him and saying, yeah. you know, we love you, brother, and fucking Paul Heyman, you're you, trust me, you're not alone, and just all the messages of people whispering in his ear it just it was unbelievably emotional i am not going to sit here and tell you that, that my eyes weren't a little wet watching that stuff um and like i said just you, you can only hope for the best for him and, and a quick recovery yeah. and and back soon yeah and i can i can attest you know even even going back to you know his his original introduction to nxt they never mention it so clearly it was not something that they ever ever really brought up for his character at any point in time. So um, good on him on that for not wanting it to be part of his character or anything like that. Cause obviously that's, that's a real easy way to get some, you know, cheap, uh, you know, cheap simpy. So, uh, but yeah, so then after Reigns was done with his, uh, his announcements as he was, was leaving uh, Seth and Dean came out and this was probably about the time that most people lost their shit because Seth Rollins lost his shit <laughs> as as they kind of hugged and everything of like that. Rollins crying, obviously Dean looked very close to it as well. Um, they got to kind of stand tall as as potentially the last time that we see the Shield um, together for a while. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know I mentioned in our host right not to be. Not, not to in any way try to make light of this, but man, these shield reunions have really been cursed, huh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's it it is one of those weird things like that. Yeah, the last time, obviously, um, was it the, the staff infection? The, the mumps. mumps. That's what it was. It? Yeah, that was the mumps. Yep. And then so. Dean Torres Torres tricep, mm-hmm. the same thing, and it's just. Like- <laughs> Every time these guys have reunited, just horrible shit has happened to them. So it's yeah. it's, it's just sort of crazy coincidence, obviously. But man, yeah. 
but yeah, to 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 your point, the the Seth Rollins thing was just heartbreaking. Uh, Corey Graves, when they came back from commercial, clearly very close with with Roman. We've seen them in interviews together and um, backstage sort of candid moments. They're clearly friends, um, and clearly Corey very mm-hmm. affected by this, talking about how their kids play together and. Um, just, I, I'd imagine this this sort of went off like a bomb in the locker room. I mean, they, these people live together for a lot of their lives. I mean, they travel the road, they're home two days a week. You do the math, they're on the road with each other five days a week. I mean, this yeah. when people joke about the WWE being a family, it's not a joke. The wrestling industry, I can tell you as somebody who's part of it, it's a family. It's a it's a fraternity. It's a brotherhood and a sisterhood and. Um, you know these people have your back and they're there for you and um it was it, he's going to need that right right about now so uh he, if you need that sort of pick me up he's in the right environment put it that way yeah and uh graves followed it up by saying that um that graves's daughter asked him you know what was leukemia and is joe going to be okay and uh graves was happy to you know inform her that yep joe's going to be fine and uh, also was able to take the opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, ed- educate his young child on on what leukemia is. Uh, if there was anything that kind of raised raised awareness for leukemia more, it, it was Roman Reigns um, actually coming out out and having this here. So I like I like that it kind of is able to open up a dialogue as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there are a lot of th- good things that can come out of it instead of just the bad. Um, we're going to get to the 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 next thing that comes out of it in a little bit here, but before that, we've got somebody else to talk about because um, recently in WWE, just like Sonny, everybody gets a turn because we had the Big Show last week with his 375th heel turn uh, taking place at SmackDown 1000, and on Raw we had three different turns one of them was kind of hinted at last week but solidified and the other two were out of nowhere so let's start with uh braun Strowman. um he clearly has turned full face now uh obviously getting taken out by by mcintyre last week and um and then him kind of returning the favor that clearly seems to be the direction we're going to go into for the future there uh the other other turn that we had was elias out of the fucking blue um obviously he was put on a concert uh baron corbin came out and interrupted him and elias uh fucking slap nuts slammed him with a guitar over his head and and uh, and and became a face and then obviously the big one at Ain't the end of the night mm-hmm. the big one at the end of the night uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose wind up winning the Raw Tag Team Championships, and then immediately Dean Dirty Deeds Seth onto the title belt for a heel turn. So, um, which of these three did you like the best, and which of the three did you like the least? Well, yeah, I, we're gonna get more in depth on the on the last one in the main event. Yep. Um, but I, I think it's hard to say that anything in terms of being um, impactful tops the tops the Dean Ambrose turn. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will say that, that the Braun Strowman one last week, he sort of came across to me like he was still a heel. I mean, he was taking cheap shots at his tag team partners because they didn't win. Like that was sort of a heelish act. 
Um, obviously, with Roman out, they need to fill the face gap, so he definitely was portrayed as a face this week, um, especially going up against uh, Lesnar. That's going to have to be a thing. Uh, but the the Elias thing was really fucking out of nowhere because, I mean, he worked a match against a face. He was sort of the same basic asshole he's been all along. And it just so happened that Corbin was the one that came out and interrupted him. Like, it was sort of a very strange face turn. Yeah, I, I thought it was, uh, it was out of, obviously it was out of nowhere. But I, I still think it was kind of nicely done in a way. It kept, it kept to his character. I mean, obviously he smashes people with a guitar, like, you know, the most original thing I've ever seen it done before. But, um, he, I guess the question is, how, how big of a face will he be? Do you think he'll be like a top guy face? Or do you think he'll just kind of be middle of the card face? Because, I, I don't know, it, it's not, I mean, well, easy, easy, you beat up Corbin and you're going to get cheered. Yeah, it's a comedy gimmick. I think there's only so far you can go with it, just in general. Um, you know, IC title, probably about the, the, the cap for it. Yeah, I mean, he, um, I mean, the crowd is still, is still pretty into him whenever he comes out. So it'll be really interesting to see how his routine changes as a face. I mean, I guess in a way you could say The Rock was sort of a comedy act for a lot of his run, too. So It's true. But he just had that unreal connection with the fans, and Elias has that connection. I don't know if it's as deep or as strong as The Rock's was, but... Not yet. Who's who's to say um, anymore what, uh, you know, who's, who's a main eventer, who's not a main eventer? Um, you know, because Jinder Mahal was champion for a while, so anything can happen at this point. So don't don't count Elias out as being a main eventer. <laughs> Fair enough. True. So, um, yeah, all right. Uh, obviously, you know, some of the shakeups, you know, were due to, uh, to the whole... Um, Roman Reigns thing. Uh, like I said, we're going to get a little bit more into into Dean's coming up here. Um, but so let's let's go ahead and turn it over and start talking uh, about some people that we want to turn over because Ronda Rousey is out here murdering bitches, uh, taking out Alexa Bliss, obviously giving her a concussion at uh, um, at a house show, and then continuing this sort of um, nothing feud with. And Nikki Bella. Yeah, um, I, I I actually think Nikki was uh, was decent here in the promo, uh, being just the bitch that we all know she can be. And Brie was also there. Um, <laughs> she, she literally is just Nikki's shadow at this point. She does she really did an amazing job of holding Nikki's hat while she did a backflip over the top rope. Mm, that's true. That's true. Um. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. I don't know why she's there, but um, oh, she's a yeah, heater. No. Yeah, that's all well, she's there. The good yeah, that's true. But she, did she? I don't think she said more than two words in this no, entire segment. No, no. But in terms of, I mean, you sit there and you look at Ronda and Nikki, and there's no credibility in the notion that Ronda's going to beat um, that Nikki's going to beat Ronda. But if Ronda were subject to two on one, now all of a sudden you can start finding a place in your mind where you could see somehow some chicanery where the Bellas pull it off. And I think that's the reason she's there. Sure. Sure. Uh, I'm surprised we actually didn't see a Ronda versus Brie match at some point to promote this show. That's usually their MO. They don't want Ronda to get a concussion going into the show. So I was going to say who, who would get the concussion first. (laughs) Um, 
But uh, no, it was, I thought it was a decent segment. Um, having Ronda kind of just not attack and and be the cool, calm, collected one. Um, and then just smiling after she got slapped. I, I thought they were all pretty decent. Uh, it was a pretty decent segment. Um, am I more pumped to see this match? No, not really. But um, this segment was fine. I think the star of that segment was Rhonda's pants, but uh, that's just me. Um, no, I thought the segment was was actually good um, as far as contract signings go. I thought it was interesting that Cole called everyone to the ring and then just fucking taillighted it out of there. Like, usually there's an announcer there, an official there, presiding over a contract signing. He's like, no, fuck it, I'm gone. Um, Nikki did a great job. Nikki did what he... The thing is, people, people need to understand about the Bellas is that their gimmick is divas. Like, they're, they're, they're supposed to be the girls that you think don't belong to be there. That's what they're supposed to be portraying, and they do an amazing job at portraying that character. Um, so I, I think they're great in that role. I think they have been for a long time. They're underrated as performers outside the ring. Uh, I think Nikki gets a little <laughs> more shit for her in-the-ring performances than she should have. She's actually turned into a decent... Certainly passable in-ring performer, and not the same I can say about Brie. But um, yeah, I, I had no problem with this. I thought Ronda was was really good. One of her better mic work segments, uh, probably two of her better mic work segments, have come in this this feud with the Bellas. So if the Bellas seem to be bringing the best out of Nikki on the microphone, then I'm okay with that. I think I've said all I need to say about Nikki Bella. Um. <clears throat> so you could say it again. We are the intentionally offensive wrestling podcast. Plus, we got to yeah. get the more offensive stuff and not be so uh, glum from the start. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not. There's just not a lot to be positive about this week. It was just a shitty week all around. Yeah, true. Uh, both, both in real life with the wrestling and the on-screen stuff. It was just not a good week. Not a week you can get fired up about. Yeah, there was really one segment you can you can like, and it was done in such a way that people might have a legitimate case to not like it. But we'll talk about that later. So um, this next topic I had in here because I thought we were going to get um, a little bit more information, but we didn't. So. Uh, as, we've had some information since last week when we covered it. Yeah, but we still do not have um, a, an affirmation or or anything in terms of if the show is going to continue to go on. Um, so we are, of course, talking about the Saudi Arabia show, Crown Jewel. Um, there was some rumors floating around that once uh, Turkey had released the, in, the the notes on the investigation, that then that would be when WWE would make a decision on if they were going to throw away all those millions and millions of blood-soaked dollars or if they were going to um, just go ahead and take it and continue to be the company we know and love. Um, so at the risk of, of putting my, my journalist hat on, which I don't own, but I'm going to try to put it on anyway, um, mm. I guess we should probably just hit on some of the major events since we last spoke last week. Mm. Um, since then, of course, we talked about the alleged murder of Jamal Khashoggi. Um, since that time, Saudi Arabia has admitted that he did die at the 
uh, consulate. They originally stated that there was no foul play, that it was a fist fight that got out of hand, and they, you know, he accidentally died. Uh, then to the um, comment Troy made earlier, Turkish officials who have been investigating the situation announced that no, it really wasn't that. They flew in assassins. They he had been there once. So that was when they came up with the plan. They had a lookalike. Uh, who they an impersonator dress up as him, take his clothes, leave the embassy in a different way so his girlfriend didn't see him. They, so there would be camera footage of him leaving, and then they've got footage of him going into like a phone booth or a gas station bathroom or something, and then changing into regular like just really clearly like he's like he's the Saudi Superman. Yeah, like it's it's just a really clearly insidious, well uh, not well thought out, but thought out pre premeditated murder. And um, any it pretty much confirms all the the worst of what people thought was gonna was going on there. Um, even President Trump, for his part, who has a huge huge arms deal on the table with Saudi Arabia and has been very sort of quick to um, sign off on whatever they have said happened, even now has come on, come out and basically said that there, there's going to be some action taken. Um, so the only person who hasn't at this point, even Trump's out. Trump's in, in favor. This is fucked up. We gotta do something. Only person who seems to still be okay with everything is one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yep. <sighs> oh yeah. So, so so that's the current events. Now we can go on, I guess. Okay. All right. So allow me to to say, um, on on the one hand, you know. We, we know Saudi Arabia has done some shit. Um, the other hand was cut off by the Saudi government. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. It's, it's just such a fucking mess. You have Cena and Daniel Bryan wanting no part of it. Um, allegedly. But I know. Allegedly. allegedly. Because but I know who, who's excited. You guys know who's excited to be there, right? Hulk Somebody Hogan. that might actually know. Yeah, oh. somebody might actually know over there because he was around when all the people they requested, fucking who are dead. Um, he was there too, so they might actually recognize this guy, Mister Racial Slayer Hulk Hogan. Yeah, has no problem with uh, racism or sexism, so he's good. Right? He'll probably fit right in. And um, his kid killed somebody, so he's probably good with murder. So you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, they'll love him over there. Yeah, exactly. He, che- he checks all the fucking boxes. And all I need is uh, to get the traitor Sergeant Slaughter. Right. I mean, I'm sure he's not doing anything important. No. Um, just fucking... If you're going to have it, just move it. Nothing up. Well, but Jeff, if you move it, you don't get the money from Saudi Arabia. And, and I right. guess that's the thing. People... For, okay. Okay. <laughs> Good. Um, I think that's the thing people forget, is that you talk about... <laughs> the, the, the fact that people don't take into consideration when they say let's move this show is that the money they're getting from the Saudi government is what's covering the cost of Lesnar and The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels and all these people who are not regular performers but are agreeing to participate on this show to get them to come out. So if you move it to another place and that money's not there, now Vince is paying that out of pocket. My yeah, contention wait, is... You, you, forget, you forgot one other person that they were paying. Yokozuna? Well, they were going to try to, to get Yokozuna. 
But uh, no, you uh, you forgot their, the other person that they were doing. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, so so I don't think it's just a simple. Not not to mention moving a show of that scale and that size is not an easy thing to do. Um, I will say this, uh, Jeff. You and I had a fairly in depth discussion on this last week, but uh, Troy, due to illness, has not been with us for the last couple of weeks, so he hasn't really gotten a chance to express his opinions on how the WWE has handled this, this situation. So, And I'm sure, knowing Troy, he's got some things to say. I mean, um, obviously, if, if they are going to turn around and move it, um, the best thing that you can do is bring in someone with, you know, uh, 26-inch pythons. <laughs> because, for sure... He'd be able to move the show. <laughs> am I wrong in that? I don't think I am. I mean, that's just, you know. I don't think he has right. 26 inch pythons. There's 24 I mean, inch pythons. Oh, sorry, 24 inch. Well, he got a little bit bigger, you know. He's got a, he got a lot of steroids pumping through those, uh, those decrepit old veins. Um, but, you know. Perhaps. Uh the the thing that we do know, um obviously, you know, we've 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 been hearing some people, uh, some wrestlers not maybe not wanting to go. Obviously, you know, Cena and Dana Bryan are the big ones, but uh there's I'm sure there's other guys that uh, that don't want to go as well. Um but yeah, there was there was some legitimate concern that the whole thing might be, you know, come crashing down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, all right, I'm done. All right, I'm done. That's enough. Okay, so, so yeah, so my feelings on it haven't changed much from last year. I wasn't a fan of them going over there. Um, last year, it was more about the treatment of women um, and and gays in general. Obviously, this year that that hasn't changed much, but now this whole you know other thing here too. I mean, we we live in a country that is not exactly great to women and gays either. So, you know, but at least uh, you know, at, at least when we are trying to kill people as as a government, um, we just come out and throw up a banner that says "Mission Accomplished." So, um. But yeah, I I don't know what you do at this point because the the shitty thing about it is WWE is putting their their workers into a situation where obviously the big name only guys the like ones C- with penises. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm I was making a point in in terms of those guys with penises. Um, the big name guys like Cena and Daniel Bryan they can go up to Vince McMahon and say, yeah, I don't want to go. I, I don't want to go to Saudi Arabia. And it's not going to affect their position. A guy like Mike Kanellis can't go up there and be like, I don't want to go to, to Saudi Arabia. Because there's a good chance that they would be like, well, I don't want you on my roster anymore. Bye. You know? So there's there's always going to be that thought in the back of their mind. So a lot of the, lot of the, the kind of lower mid-card guys and things like that don't have that pull. And they have either a choice of either do what 
you know, what the, the company is saying or potentially lose your job or potentially lose just your position on, on the roster as well. So that's a shitty position to put your workers into. Um, it's a shitty position for a, a lot of the workers who their, their wives are wrestlers in the same company as them for them to be like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go to Saudi Arabia and you're going to stay here. So yeah. See you, Brie. You know, um, but then on top of that, you know, it, it, it felt like we were finally starting to get things back in, in good graces with wrestling, um, with mainstream coverage and things like that, where, um, we have kind of pushed past the steroid era. We've pushed past the, you know, wrestling is, is just like a bunch of machismo and, and all that stuff. And, and finally, kind of started getting a little bit of a better actual coverage instead of just this guy's dead this week or this is what WWE did that pissed off people this week and all of that goodwill just kind of gets flushed on the toilet with this shit you know yeah so that's that's my feeling on that no no more Hulk Hogan <sighs> um so unless we got to play Hulk Hogan during <laughs> it would have been great um, so unless there's anything else we have to, have to say about this, the uh, the potential crown jewel, I think we can go ahead and continue to talk about um, about stuff that happened over here in the states. So yeah. up next, um, <laughs> because Jason apparently is gone. Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> you didn't say anything. I was make, I was I was making sure we could move on. Yeah, no, we can move on. I guess the uh, only thing the only thing left to add is that the reports were we were going to know there would be a final decision made by today, and nothing, yeah. nothing to the contrary. So I think we can only assume at this point that it's full steam ahead. And yeah. the question then becomes: without Cena, without Brian, without now Roman Reigns, uh, what do you do on this show? Because <laughs> the the thing is, the reports are that Cena and Brian don't want to go. However. Cena was advertised as being in this tournament on both shows this week, uh, and Daniel Bryan and AJ obviously continued their program, which we're about to get into. So, I doesn't on, in terms of storytelling on TV, there's no indication that they're not going. Right, and yeah, I mean, I I don't think that they're really concerned about star power because obviously, you know, the the check is just sitting there waiting to be cashed. Um, but if you're if you're looking to try to get, you know people to tune into it um the only thing you can you can do um i feel like <laughs> that's your main event right there yeah, you can replace somebody in the world cup to determine the best in the world yeah the best in the world which are all uh all americans <laughs> And all but one white guy, I thought I was think right. No, yep, yeah, because yeah, it's just it's rain a bunch of white guys, right? And most of them are over forty. Yep. So, yep, World Cup. Uh, and uh, by the way, that whole thing, the the World Cup, is reportedly because uh, sorry, um, to determine the best in the world. This. The you World only got Cup. Half to, the name. Sorry, the World Cup to determine the best in the world uh, is called the World Cup because of the Saudi Arabia losing out on the chance to host the World Cup. Yeah. So petty, yeah. petty, yeah, petty, petty, yeah. But again, I did again, love the, I did love Shane McMahon cutting his promo and said, "I guess we'll find out who's the best in the world." And the CM Punk chant breaks out, and he goes, "I don't think he's in the tournament." That was very yes. well played by Shane McMahon. 
Yep. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's also funny because like CM Punk is far from the only person uh, person who's ever called himself best in the world. I mean, Chris yeah, Jericho had a whole Jericho thing had a whole program about who is yeah the, the best in the world. Yep. Moving right along. Um, speaking of guys that uh, that can't seem to win lately, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan teamed up to take on the Usos, and for some reason on SmackDown, it's Cuckoo Bananas Upside Down World because the actual legitimate tag team beat the two guys that were slapped together. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah. This one felt. This one though, I could say, well. Your cousin's got cancer, so we'll give you a second win. This is typically about the time they would take these two thrown-together guys in the main event program and put the tag team titles on them at the expense of an actual team. Luckily, Dash and Dawson did not have these titles because they would fucking definitely be giving them up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and luckily, the guys who do have the titles were definitely not two guys that were thrown together because creative had nothing for them. Yeah, well, they've, they've turned chicken shit into secret salad, so... Um, I, I will do. I do want to give a shout out to the Usos for tri- the tribute to Roman and the splash. I don't know if you saw it, but they did the uh, the cocking the the fist mm-hmm. as he executed the splash to win the match. Um, and, and hats off, and I'll shit on creative all the time when it's deserved. But this is how you should do this. This makes sense. The established tag team that works together all the time beat the two guys who are thrown together twice. No matter how good those two guys are, they're not as good as a unit as the tag team, as the regular tag team is, and they fucking finally told that story. Good on them. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> I think the build overall between the uh, Styles and Brian, it, it's all right. Um, I, I will give uh, props to the accidental Pele kick. It actually looked decent, like whereas uh, whatever Uso was moved out of the way. Um, all right, Jim Ross. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's me. Uh, whatever, Uso moved out of the way uh, at the last second. So um, why Daniel Bryan was standing there, I'm not sure. But um, it, it did look actually accidental, and, and Bryan did have the, uh, you know, he had a justified reaction and thinking it was on purpose, being they're going to face each other. Um, but I, I thought this segment, the, the right team won, uh, um, and it did continue to build the storyline so it's fine there you go jeff says it's fine okay that's my go-to apparently <laughs> yep all right um that was it from smackdown i thought your it was go-to a shit was show. dicks oh yeah they didn't butt fuck each other so it wasn't a, a you know i wouldn't give this an a plus but they did have c they did have some fisting at least so yeah, that's true, but there was no dicks. No, well, there was people acting like dicks in that backstage promo they cut after the fact, because that was fucking awful. Uh, oh, I, was about to move, I was about to move on. I forgot you wanted to talk about that. Go did, ahead. Did, did you, have, you guys are grown men, and I'm sure you've had disagreements throughout the course of your lives with other grown men. At any point, did you refer to the other person as Pinocchio and pretend that their nose was growing? <laughs> Nope, 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 uh, you haven't, because that's not a fucking no. thing grown adult men do. Yeah, no, the, I haven't done that past the age of six. Yeah. The only the the only time I've ever called someone Pinocchio 
was they were, they were lying and their nose was actually growing. And so I drew out my pants, put my, my asshole right up to their nose and said, keep lying, keep lying, keep lying. <laughs> uh, that was the only time, though. So <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. all the rest of the time, uh, I usually just call them pieces of shit or shitbags or cocksuckers, things like that. I definitely don't uh, insult them with a book that's older than the printed word. Yeah, this it was fucking <laughs> awful. Like, whoever wrote that shit should be fired on the spot. Uh, it's Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon wrote that. <laughs> tell, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that wasn't a Vince McMahon joke. It'd be real funny well, if you called so, Pinocchio. So here's my only thing with that, right? Because we talked earlier about the video of Roman going backstage. The only person that was conspicuous by their absence backstage in that segment was Vince. I mean, Hunter seemed to be back there running Gorilla. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, but it's okay because the person that runs his Twitter account tweeted out. So, Pinocchio, Pinocchio, yeah, Pinocchio was written in 1883. Jesus Christ, that's how old that joke is. Uh, Jesus Christ, two two hundred and thirty-five years old. That's how old that joke is. That's a good reference. Nice and stop. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. it. It's like it's like a Michael Cole reference when he talks about Steve McQueen. You know? <laughs> finger finger on the zeitgeist. Wait, are we talking about fingering now? Uh, speaking of fingering, Drew McIntyre seems to be getting a rocket strapped to his ass and shot right to the fucking main event. Uh, because as we said earlier, uh, Braun Strowman turned on him. And if Braun Strowman is winning the Universal Championship at uh, Crown Jewel, if that ex- actually exists, his first feud would probably be against Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I, nah. first off, it's a, it's a fucking foregone conclusion that Braun Strowman's winning that title at Blood Money in the Sand. That's yeah. definitely happening. Um, so McIntyre is clearly going to be that that guy. Yeah, he should win. Yeah, I don't think he will. Yeah. Now um, Sal is too lazy to ever be on the show, but he disagrees with me hey, saying, "Hey, hey, that, hey, uh, hey, he's got a job <laughs> and kids, unlike the rest of us." Right. Yeah. Yeah, don't 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 pay any attention to this conversation, Jeff. Um, so he he doesn't he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't agree with my sentiment that Braun Strowman might be a transitional champion. Just because Jeff get from doesn't Roman take to... care of his kids doesn't mean he doesn't have them. Yeah, I just, kind of, I, I just make sure they're inside. That's about it. Inside the balls? Or... <laughs> yeah, well, that's inside, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Keep them in there. Anyways, as I was saying, um, Spanish conquistador Sal... Uh, thinks that uh, that Braun will have a lengthy run with the championship. I thought that it seemed like they were going to be, have Drew McIntyre be champion before the end of the year. Um, so what what say you, Jeff? On do do we see McIntyre kind of instantly take this off of Braun um, in the next couple of months here, or or you know what what are your feelings on the future of the championship? I mean, I can only hope so because I, I think that would be the right move. Um, it would be nice and fresh, which is why I think it won't happen. Um, and who are we all kidding? Fucking Brock Lesnar is going to win this fucking title. There's a good chance that might happen. <laughs> I'll fucking win the title, take it with him to the UFC, fucking hold the belt, and whatever, in his match against uh, Cormier. It'll be fucking dumb. 
Oh, Cormier is fighting someone else. He's not even fighting Lesnar next. So. Right. Yeah, but that that was the big rumor when Lesnar was was ready to come back. Was yeah, it was going to be the guys? The rumor was for the MSG show, and fucking that's a big cursed pile of shit in and of itself. Um, and mm. Lesnar hasn't started a fight camp yet, so there's zero chance that that's happening. Right. So he's going to win the belt then. Yeah. He'll most likely, he'll most likely he, win he, the belt. Yeah, I don't think so. McIntyre will cost cost the Braun the match or some shit. Mm-hmm. They'll have their own little segment, and, and Brock will hold the title for another year, not be on the show. The good thing is, is that if Brock isn't on, on the uh, isn't on TV for like a couple of months after Blood Money, uh, we can say that she that he was he was the second person that was killed in Saudi Arabia this month. So, <laughs> I I would love to say that maybe Brock will decide he's not going to compete at uh, Blood Money in the Sand, but. Um, I don't think that there's any social conscience to that dude. I'm pretty sure whoever's paying the fucking money, he's showing up. So, um, oh yeah. Speaking of which, apparently WWE tried to get uh, Sable to reemerge for Evolution, and she declined. So, do we know that Sable is actually alive, or is it just Brock Lesnar with fake titties on him pretending to be her? Well, I see. Unless he can be in two places at one time, because at his last UFC fight, she was shown in ringside. So. I mean, you can pay actors. <clears throat> that is true. What does she even look like nowadays? We all know she does she, not look she, bad she, for her age. She's like fifty she's, now. She's fucking in Brock's barn with a chain around her neck. She's the real cool. life sister Abigail. No, oh, God. Burn that shit down, motherfuckers. I'm not really seeing any current pictures of her. Oh, wait, there's one. Yeah, she looks about what I expect someone who had a bunch of plastic surgery to look like. At 50. Yeah, at 50. So, anyways. Speaking about uh, big, giant, throbbing cocks, Finn Balor was able to defeat Bobby Lashley this week because, you know, they don't know what to do with Lashley. Well, there, so. there is a report out that Lashley is, is sort of injured in some way, shape, or form, and that was the explanation for that, and that we'll find that out next week. Uh, good news is he's not going to Saudi Arabia, so. <laughs> well, there you go. And we know that Finn Balor's, uh will be selecting a different attire for his Saudi Arabia match uh, if he actually has one. So. I hope he dresses like Bailey and does her entrance. That would be fantastic. Only thing is, nobody in Saudi Arabia would get the reference. They'd be like, the Ultimate Warrior is back. But we would get the reference, and that's really all yeah. we're fucking concerned with. That really is all that, that we're concerned about. If the about. crown prince doesn't get it, I don't care. Yeah. This so, yeah. So fresh off um, his decimation of the independent circuits, WWE superstar Cody Rhodes dropped the NWA title. Uh, right back to Nick Aldis. Nick was just the 17th wrestler to be a two-time NWA world champion. Uh, and Cody two-time. was starting... Two-time! Yeah. And Cody was starting to do his normal stupid shit where he drops little hints that wind up being nothing. But this time he claimed that he was transitioning to uh, a third gender. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope, that's wrong. A different role. Um, kind of hinting at uh, possible retirement. But of course, because it's Cody and he loves hanging out with the Bucks, I'm sure he's just transitioning into uh, a new role as like 
I don't know, he's a new gimmick or something like that. Because that's all these guys ever do. They, they're they the boys who cried wolf at this point. He's transitioning back to his role as a WWE employee. Yeah. <laughs> he used up all of his vacation days wrestling for uh, NWA and, and TNA the past couple of, of, of years. And now he's got to go back to work. So. No, and of right. course the... the there are rumors that there's there's another company with Chris Jericho, and you know a lot of people have shot that rumor down. And who the fuck knows at this point? Um, but I could see him being sort of a guy put in charge of creative for a company like that. Yeah, no, I don't know. He dropped the NWA title, and he's saying on Twitter he's not a part of the Bullet Club anymore. I don't know. Again, boy, you cried wolf. I don't believe anything that comes out of their fucking mouths. I don't believe anything that they post on Twitter or anything they put in the Being the Elite series. Why are you so hostile towards them? Because of... Uh, Every the, fucking wrestler in the WWE works people on Twitter. Why is it? Why is the fact that they do it so offensive to you? I don't know, because... Because not because not every wrestler Chris that Chris fucking works. Jericho is the king of working people on Twitter. Yeah, it's never and fucking bothered you. It annoys the no, it does. It, it annoys the piss out of You've me. Never had an issue with it on this show. We haven't really talked about it all that much. Nobody gets nobody gets the press that the Bullet Club and Cody does in terms of their like little fake rumor shit. So that's they're, they're exploiting it and keeping their name and their brand strong. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. I just don't like it. Okay, that's all. It's just it's it's just annoying to me. Is all. I get what they're doing. I fully understand what they're doing. They're going to keep doing it. It just annoys me, and, and it makes me not believe anything. And the whole Chris Jericho thing has backfired on him too many times at this point, where he like, so vehemently denies that he's anywhere near an arena. You're like, well, clearly he's showing up. You know? <laughs> like, nobody believes you, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. So... <clears throat> Very seldom. I think is it this week that the Chris Jericho cruise tips off? Are you on the? Are you, did you get your boarding pass or? Uh, no, I don't like large open bodies of water. So, so you're not going to um, get a ticket on Titanic two? Probably not. Um, <laughs> although all that ever makes me think of is the Rick and Morty episode where they try to go on the Titanic. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, Chris Jericho's cruise sold out, so I don't think I'll have my my opportunity anyways, um, unless I, you know, um, Natalie Wood somebody and take their spot, I guess. Um, see, that's a Michael Cole reference. <laughs> Boy, I actually stopped myself. I was going to make a really, really bad joke, but I think I'll say it just for the sake of saying it. This is mm-hmm. the intentionally offensive wrestling podcast, Jeff. Yeah. Well, I, it's not even offensive. It's just horrible. It's just a dumb joke. Okay. Go for it. Um, you you said you don't like big open bodies of water, and uh, I was just sitting there trying to think of giant people who you won't like. Cause bodies are mostly made of water, and uh, <clears throat> my my throat dried out saying it. That's how bad that was. I was going to say something. Oh, you don't like the Big Show? Lots of. Oh boy. Lots of uh, I mean, women's vaginas dried out listening to that no. too. Mine too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of women that are frozen... It's, it's me too, Jeff. It's me too. <laughs> Evolution is taking place this weekend. You wouldn't know it by watching the show, of course, because SmackDown went off the air with Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy. 
Can we just can we just coin the phrase on the rundown? We've got the mind to movement now. <laughs> mind to. <laughs> mind to. All, All right. right. I guess that's what I said. <laughs> that's what I said. That's that's the thing now. It's forever in rundown annals. Okay. Annals. All right. Whatever. So so for the rundown. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and tweet this right now. Who would have right. thought? Who'd have thought I could top my my awful joke with a not correct saying? There you go. Okay. All right. So live tweeting here from the rundown. Was this time travel in Adam? All right. If your cock is out as well, make sure to tweet out. Hashtag mine too. <laughs> Tweet. All right, there we go. <laughs> I'm pretty that sure there great. are some Twitter accounts you could at for that that we get you some responses. <laughs> All right. Okay, so at let's see who we can find on here. Uh, is that the right guy? Well, let me make sure that's the right guy. At uh, go go ACH. Don't AR Fox. Your cock is nice and out right now. Hashtag mine too. <laughs> Tweet. <laughs> is this going from the rundown page or your personal yes. okay yeah. great. super hey you know what uh adam's adam was upset because he says that we don't use it anymore so i'm using it so <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. all right okay anyways uh we were Any, talking about anytime adam wants we can do some time traveling with that account that's right uh, hey, I can I can get us banned from some people. That's all right. I can get us blocked. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, anyways, yeah. So evolution um, <laughs> proof positive yet again that WWE cares nothing about women. Uh, they don't even care about the show showing up on the fucking network this Sunday because they did very little to do anything in regards to building towards any kind of feud on this show. There are all of let me take a look here. Four matches that they've actually referenced on the show or built something around. Um, you know, obviously Ronda and Nikki is is the forefront. Uh, Becky and Charlotte the forefront over on SmackDown. But after that, you've had some weird shit with Sasha Banks and Bailey and the Bride family. Uh, Trish Stratus and Lita came out and made terrible old timey jokes. Um, Practice. Yeah. Not the oldest jokes you can make. Nobody call anybody Pinocchio. Nobody called anybody Pinocchio. But uh, I'm pretty sure that there was a Marquis de Sade reference at some point in time in there. So, you know. Hashtag yeah. mine too. Hashtag mine too. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? All right. At Todd Sopel. No. <laughs> don't do that shit 
God. Okay. All right, so yes, Evolution. This week was the go-home show. Um, they did really nothing to further any of these shows. So just as an example, uh, on the go-home show for the first ever all-women's pay-per-view, the main event on SmackDown was Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Um, they had a segment that had already been released on WWE.com with Charlotte and um, Becky fighting at the Performance Center. Ironically enough, in front of Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler, who are in a featured match on the pay-per-view uh, while being sitting there and talked down to by Charlotte like they're stupid pissant rookies. Uh, so I guess that counts as hyping their match? I don't know. Um, and then we had some bullshit, one of those like pre-Royal Rumble where everybody gets in the <clears> ring and pretends to not know what a battle royal is and figures it out on the fly kind of situations. Um, so we did that. That was pretty much the entire s- gist of the go-home. Yeah, what, what didn't Sasha Banks lose to Ruby Riot? That too. Well, it was her first match back, so they pick her up right where she left off. So. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, fucking frozen. I don't care. I mean, they haven't given me any reason to really care about this pay-per-view, and I don't. Uh, I think it just goes back to what me and you were talking about. Um, they just waited too long to do any of the shit they're supposed to do. I actually had a show uh, this past week, and I was talking to uh, John Cena Sr., Cena's dad, and he was saying the same thing. He's like, yep, you're absolutely right, because they clearly don't give a shit. So um, I probably should have just name-dropped and and released that conversation, but whatever, fuck it, it happened. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just like, seriously, what the fuck? Like, at least put a little bit of effort into it. At least make it look like you're trying. At least pretend you know like the fucking kid who didn't read the fucking assignment in high school but he writes a 75 fucking page essay trying to bullshit his way through it you know instead they're the fucking asshole kid that spent the night being high off his ass and just wrote don't fucking know in the box <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right well i'm glad we had this fucking conversation i guess on to the next well, you I know, mean, it's just nothing I, to really talk about. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's happening and it's Sunday. It's it's happening and again, like I said, I mean, we we could be building up. Now, I understand you can't really build up the Mayon Classic final on your main show because the, that episode is taking place right now. Yeah, right. but you you could definitely have Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler show up and do something more than just watch people, you know, bitch each other. Um, you know, you, you could have Rhea Ripley and Isla Dawn on, on the show and build that up, but nothing, you know? So you're, you're asking your mainstream audience now to know three different matches, what's going on and care about them. And most of the people are going to be like, who the fuck are these bitches? And they're not going to care. And that's the issue is that they they have done very little other than the fans that are already fans of the NXT UK brand or already fans of of NXT and already been watching Mae Young Classic. Those are the only fans that you're going to get that are going to care. And those fans are probably going to feel alienated because they're going to sit there and watch and the announcers are going to have to hardcore try to sell you on this match and explain to you who these people are because they have not shown them to their larger audience at all. Yep. 
So, but yeah, so that's that's about it. And and sorry, I was tweeting to uh, Disco Inferno. All right, uh, our made of it. Tweet to Glenn. <laughs> uh, you'll have to see. Uh, go to go to go to twitter.com slash rundown wrestling. Is that that what it is? Rundown wrestling, rundown podcast. Okay, and uh, and and check out the the mine two moments. All right. Okay, so our main event this week. Uh, obviously, the the Dean Ambrose turn was was the second biggest news on Raw after after Roman Reigns's uh, leukemia diagnosis. Um, Jason would like to know: uh, Is this great booking or poor taste? Did the Dean turn on Roman's night? Um. <clears throat> well, I'll start off, I guess. Um, right. I mean, it's just I. I thought if you're going to have him turn, uh, I, I actually was a fan of it. Um, you thought, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody thought they weren't going to do it that night because of what happened earlier in the night. And then it, it gets him nuclear heat to do that. Like, it was, I was shocked. I was pretty shocked that he actually turned on Seth and, and how vicious it was and uh, it was was Dean Ambrose as a heel. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we couldn't plan that shit any better. Apparently, Jeff uh, having some technical difficulties. Uh, oh, no. If you have followed us on the show, you know, his internet connection so, can be a little bit uh, iffy. Uh, and apparently, so, hate, to, hate to break this to you, Jeff. Maybe four words in that entire thing were actually broadcast. But the beautiful can, part is the now? only thing that came through was, oh, no. Yep. <laughs> Wait, can you, not, can you not hear me? We can hear you now. Oh, good. Just just while you were talking just now, there was long, long stretches of silence, to which I was kind of sitting there going, I I don't know if I'm the one who's dead or if Jeff is dead. So let me let me wait and hear what happens. And then once Jason started laughing, I was like, okay, it's Jeff. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so um, okay, so I'll try that again. Um, no, I was I was uh, I was actually a fan of this because uh, I don't think really anybody figured that he would turn heel that night uh i certainly didn't i was surprised when it happened i thought it was really well done especially how vicious the heel turn was and how viciously he attacked seth rollins um i think he he'll thrive as a heel uh he certainly has the build now like that he's vascular as uh somebody might say and uh i think it'll be a great It'll be a great program between him and Seth again. I mean, they've had it before. It was great. I think now it'll be even better. Did that go through? Yeah, that one did that. <laughs> there so was such me- a long silence. I, I was sitting here and I just go, yep, after we everything. Had, we had no idea when you were done talking. So didn't want to interrupt you in case you did cut back in. Um, okay, so for me... The have, having some time to think about this, having some time to rewatch and everything like that. 
My only issue with the heel turn was them winning the tag belts before it. Because, yes. because now you have yet again the tag belts on two guys where it's not where the, the feud is not going to be about them trying to win the tag team championships or them defending the tag team championships. It's another singles feud that features the tag team belts. And you have the issue of these two guys are, are the tag team champions and they're clearly they, they don't like each other anymore. Uh, so that was my biggest thing was it just was a continuation of the shitty treatment that those belts have gotten. Um, I understand that you want to do, you know, something, but you could have instead turned around and, you know, I mean, you, you could have just had Dean turn on, on him after they had a normal match, you know, or, uh, you know, have Dean cost Seth the IC championship, something other than putting a tag team belts on two guys and then immediately having one turn on the other guy. So that was my only thing. I thought that that the timing on it was great. I know that the original plan seemed to be that it was going to be SummerSlam that this was going to happen, or Survivor Series, Survivor Series, I think. Whatever the fuck next pay-per-view we got going on that, that takes place in America. Um, so moving it up, obviously, for, for the reshuffling after the Roman Reigns thing was was fine. And, uh, and yeah, it gives Dean even even bigger heat than he would have gotten just by turning on him in a normal normal capacity so and uh, yeah so first off i want to congratulate jeff on his first uh tweet on the rundown feed of twitter so that's good uh but yeah to this point (laughs) this the correct answer here is that it was great booking because basically you took advantage you took the fans took advantage of their emotions and got the exact reaction you wanted 90% 90% of the time, a Dean Ambrose heel turn is going to be met with cheers, similar to what we saw in Becky Lynch. This one fucking night, this was the one night where you could do this heel turn and get the reaction you wanted for Dean. And they took advantage of the opportunity and they did it. And that's just beautiful storytelling. Yeah, and I think I think them winning the tag titles was supposed to add to the shock factor of him turning afterward. But it wasn't necessary. I don't have a problem with that, especially given how the tag titles have been booked in the past. And it was just another device to sell the shock. And I'm okay with it. Yeah, I I mean, you could have done the same thing with them after they lose, breaking down, hugging in the ring. No, because if they lose, the the turn isn't isn't as much of a surprise. They've been teasing that Dean is frustrated with losing, and Dean is frustrated with his teammates not having his back. And that, if if they lose, him turning isn't a shock. It's more understandable. The fact that that they won the titles makes the turn come out of nowhere. It makes the turn less explainable. Like it, it it adds to the story. Yeah, I suppose. But definitely being the way that the tag titles have been booked so far. And, and that's the other thing. At no point have we given a fuck about the tag titles. Why do we start now? Because there's no time like the present, and I want them to give a fuck about the tag team belts. I, I think you can be holding your breath for a long time if that's the case. That's why I tend not to hold my breath. Mine too. <laughs> oh, I see. So... So Sal can Sal can tweet us back, but he can't be on the fucking show. I got it now. 
I got it. I understand it. So uh, let's move right along and actually talk about uh, WWE Evolution. So we're going to spend more time making predictions than than WWE actually does caring about the match. So um, we're going to start things off here <clears throat> with the brand new NXT UK Women's Championship. The inaugural champion, uh, spoiler alert if you're not caught up on WWE NXT, or NXT UK, Rhea Ripley is the inaugural champion, and she's taking on Isla Dawn, another of the May Young, Young Classic competitors, for the UK Women's Championship. Now, because this is such a new belt, I myself am picking Rhea Ripley to retain. Jeff? Uh, yes, I agree. Rhea Ripley. Definitely. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not 100% sure this match is actually even going to happen on the pay-per-view. It's on the uh, Wikipedia, but like you said, I don't know that Rhea Ripley's even won the title on the actual NXT show yet, so I'm not sure that they're going to actually put this title out, this match actually out there. Um, but if they do, Rhea Ripley's keeping the title. All right. And the next match on the docket here uh, is the we needed to get every single woman in the, the card as we could. Battle Royale. Uh, we have officially announced that the following women will be in this match because they've got nothing else for them to do. Tamina Snuka, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Ember Moon, Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Asuka, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, Lana, Naomi, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Medusa, Molly Holly, Ivory, Kelly Kelly, Maria Kanellis, and Zelina Vega. So... Of those women, or any other woman that you can think of, who do you believe is going to win this nothing battle royale, Jason? Mandy Rose. The correct answer is always Mandy Rose. No, um, the winner of this gets a ta- gets a shot at a women's championship. So I think we can sort of narrow the field down just knowing that. Uh, though they haven't done a shit ton with her to this point, uh, I'm gonna say they go. They, they pull the trigger and start to push Ember Moon here. Yeah, I mean, there's. I think there's very few people that you can see in this battle royal actually winning it, and I'm gonna go with Naomi because uh, she wins all the battle royals last second. I thought you were going with Dana Brooke. All right. Adam. Adam emailed his pick. He's going with Kelly Kelly. Adam's going Kelly Kelly. Okay. All right. Let me just go ahead and put that in here then. Da-da-da-da. Okay. All right. Um, uh, and in the first one, he picked Isla Dawn. Okay, good. Good to know. Good to know. So, looking at this shit show of a match, I am going to say Carmella. Because fuck it. Doesn't matter, anyways. Carmella is money. That's right. All right. Adam is going Isla Dawn. Okay. All right, and we, uh, ooh, shit. Uh, spoiler for <laughs> the yeah, Mae Young Classic. If you have not seen the Mae Young Classic finals yet and you don't want to know who wins on that show, fast forward, hit hit the plus 15 like six times. Yeah, <clears throat> because uh, Io Shirai will be taking on Tony Storm to determine who will be the Mae Young Classic winner. So, obviously, I've been following the Mae Young Classic. Um it seemed like a foregone conclusion from the get-go that it was going to be Io Shirai. So that is who I am going with. 
I, I don't see them doing the whole Japanese winner two years in a row. So I and I think there's a lot that they I know they have both girls signed. I think there's a lot of money for them in Tony Storm, and I don't think having her lose two years in a row is beneficial to that potential money. So I'm going to say they go Tony Storm here. Okay. I don't know, Jason. You took my exact reason uh, <clears throat> with two Japanese winners in a row. So I'm going to go with Tony Storm. Okay. And Adam has picked Tegan Knox. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go Vanessa Craven, but that works as well. You just made me sad. <laughs> uh, all right. The NXT Women's Championship is on the line as Kyrie Sane takes on Shayna Baszler. Jeff, who do you got? Uh, I think Kyrie Sane's going to keep it, and Shayna might move up to the main roster. Okay. Jason? Uh, I'm going to say Kyrie Sane keeps the title. I don't think there's any reason to move her up here. Okay. Um, I am also going to say Pirate Hooker. I'm not um, entirely sure why, but Adam took Holly Holm in this one. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think he might have had the wrong UFC fighter, but. Okay. Oops. Holly Holm. All right. Is she even a UFC fighter anymore? I thought she got fired. I think she's still there. No, okay. I'm pretty sure she's still there. Nice. Okay, so um, the next match that doesn't fucking matter would be Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia queefing her way into this match <laughs> against the Riot family of Ruby Riot. Uh, uh, I, I always forget which one. Sarah Logan and Liv. Morgan. Sarah Morgan. Yep. Um, but give him credit. At least this had some build because um, at the end of the day, this had a, this had a program to it because the Riot mm-hmm. Squad put ketchup and mustard on Natalia's dressing room door. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is that's this is the bitches be crazy shit that we used to get in the fucking Attitude Era. Because hashtag Women's Revolution. I, oh, hashtag okay. mine too. <laughs> See, I, so who do you? I, we must yeah. have different sheets because the one he sent me said he had absolution for the winners. I don't know. <laughs> Mine is funnier. Come on. <laughs> Who's your pick? Mine? Oh, I. Does it really even fucking matter? Uh, no, it doesn't. Sasha Bailey and Natalia. But right. to me, the, my pick is sadness because this <laughs> is the first all women's pay per view, and this is what we have for Sasha and Bailey, two yeah. of the pioneers, two of the four horsewomen. Arguably two of the more influential of the four horsewomen, given some of the stuff they accomplished down in NXT. And this is the first, this is the only match we have for them. Sasha, I can sort of understand, given that she was injured and there wasn't 100% clarity on if she'd be available for this show when they were booking it out. But god damn it, guys, come on, do better. Yeah, I hear uh, God, I know. Um, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Boss Pussy Farts. <laughs> All right. You completely and fucking excluded Bailey from that that fucking group. How would you include her in that name? I don't even know how you would. Hugging boss pussy farts. <laughs> boss hugging pussy farts. <laughs> boss hugging pussy farts. <laughs> All right. Uh, I will also, I guess, go with boss hugging pussy farts. 
All right, moving right along to yet another wasted opportunity as Trish Stratus and Lita team up to face Alexa Bliss, maybe, and Mickey <laughs> Shames. <laughs> Is it, isn't it, um, didn't she get replaced no. by Alicia Fox? No, because they're holding out hope. Yeah. If she can't go, Alicia Fox is the substitute. Because <clears throat> those two things are equitable. Yeah, yeah they're equal. Equals. Yeah. Because apparently Mickey James loves to be around black people. By the way, did, how fucking... Alicia Fox looked like the 75-foot-tall woman in that segment on Raw on Monday. How fucking high were those heels? Jesus Christ, she towered over literally everybody. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uncomfortably large. <laughs> Yeah, she was the tallest person and still looked up to everyone else around her. Uh, I guess I'm going to go Trish Stratus and Lita here. If Alexa competes, Mickey eats the pin. If Alexa does not compete, Alicia eats the pin. Uh, I'm going to go with the antiques as well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, if If they had them, they'd have gray pubes. But I'm going to go with Trish and Lita. Uh, and Adam has the fabulous Moolah and Mae Young. Oh, boy. That's a, that's a wild card there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The fabulous Moolah. And... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. This just in. Uh, WWE has changed it to Woman and Mae Young. Mm, they don't okay. want to say Moolah's name, so it's just just woman. Uh, oh, wait, oh dead, I'm sorry, no, we can't talk about person. that. Yeah, no, we can't talk about that either. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, okay, so Bertha Faye. All right. So <laughs> May Young will be teaming with her her son, the Hand. Okay. So. All right. Uh, so Adam has chosen May Young. And classic. He may have been. Uh, you may not have understood the question. Okay. Uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship is online in a last woman standing match as Becky Lynch defends against Charlotte Flair. I, for one, think that Becky Lynch is going to continue with this run. This has been complete money for her. Uh, and any chance that we can not have Charlotte Flair win another fucking championship is good in my books. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Okay. Okay. Jason? See, I think the Becky run has been great, but I also think they have such a hard-on in their pants for Charlotte Flair as champion that I think they're going to make the mistake to pull the trigger here and put the belt back on Charlotte. I'm glad you call it a mistake. Okay. Who did Adam have? Uh, Adam, Adam has AJ had, Lee. Adam... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I was going to say Ronda Rousey. <laughs> All right, uh, the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Ronda Rousey will be defending her belt against Nikki Bella because reasons. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, I'm pretty sure Ronda Rousey's going to win. Okay. Jason? Uh, yeah, I think there's not much doubt here that uh, Ronda Rousey is going to be victorious. Okay. And all right, so Adam, I think he went uh, Stephanie McMahon. He's getting his his picks in really late here, so okay. So apparently Adam has gone with Brandy Rhodes. Oh, so uh, I think he might be reading the wrong match card. 
You know, there's a chance he could actually win the the whole prediction thing. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Uh, I mean, all all it takes is the three vaginas to win in, in that uh, that six woman tag match, and he's got it. So, or Kelly Kelly to win it. So, yeah, he's sure. got a chance to win it. <laughs> I don't, right, so. don't do not underestimate the possibility of a Tina Fo- Tegan Fox limping. Tegan Fox, that's nice. Tina Tegan, Tegan, Tegan Fox. Knox. Tegan Knox. I was so focused on the limping joke instead of a run-in, but that's okay. It happens. All right, so yeah, I'm I'm rubbing all, I'm rubbing one out right now too. So Hashtag mine too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, so that does it for the show. Let's go ahead and take a look at what's going on uh, solely in Wisconsin this week. <laughs> uh, the road to Rise of Honor 15, 15 years of pandemonium, has begun as the stars of Bruce City Wrestling return Saturday, October 27th to the Elks Lodge in Waukesha, Wisconsin for the annual Halloween Spooktacular. Nightmare on Springdale Road. Bell time is set for 7.30, doors open at 6.45, and tickets are $20 reserved ringside in advance $16, which can be purchased on BruceCityWrestling1.com. Those tickets are on sale now. Get them. Or each dollars at the door, and children 10 and under, $10. We'll have a costume contest for adults and kids. Then stay for the after party with the BCW stars. Already announced, the Bruce City Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship will be on the line as the bearded bruiser Max Holiday, who just recently but got the title back back on him, will take on Doc Simons. Simmons? Simmons, Simmons. sorry. Simmons, yes. Bruce City Wrestling Take Deep Championships will be on the line as the Axemen defending against Hardcore Impact. Evil Sierra will take on Blue Phoenix. Is that the team of Hardcore Holly and Johnny Impact? Nope. Uh-huh. Nope, not at all. Angel Armani and Derek St. Holmes Esquire will take on Loser and Nacho Clown. Will there, there will be a costume battle royale. No people have been announced for that yet. And a six-man tag team match as the Caribbean Connection take on Taylor Sullivan, Demented Chucky Bates, and another mystery partner. Is it Tyler More Sullivan? Focal- huh? Tyler Sullivan? Whatever. He changes his fucking name weekly. <laughs> Uh, more info coming, go to BrewCityWrestling1.com. Follow him on Twitter at <coughs> one Go to Facebook uh, slash BrewCityWrestling, number one. Instagram is BrewCityWrestling. Sunday, November 18th, ICW returns to the La Pica Lounge, making yeah. his ICW return at Violence is the Answer, the Necro Butcher. Necro will be uh, the special guest ref for Oren Beat versus Dale Patrick's match. So yep, unlike Patrick. the previous show, do not bring the kids to sit front row. There is no costume contest, and they will get blood on them. <laughs> and it'll most likely be from whoever's dating Necro Butcher at the time. <laughs> um, well, there will be a very special Q&A meet and greet for Necro fans. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Someone's getting arrested. And it's probably Necro Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> the event is called Violence is the Answer, but Hepatitis is the question. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, God. The Choose Death VIP package. The Choose Death VIP package. Wow. Yep. Uh, includes pizza and beers with the Negro Butcher. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to we're going to liquor up a known wife beater. <laughs> That's a great call. Oh, my God. to choose choose death VIP package with cake and ice cream and a balloon (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, God. <clears throat> uh, okay, it's from 1 to 3 p.m. And then two hours to drink a lot of beer. All ticket holders are going to have one beer and one piece of pizza, plus photos and autographs with Necro and a one-hour Q&A where you can chat up one of the greatest dudes in deathmatch history. And if you try to take an extra piece of pizza, we will mass transit your ass. <laughs> this is limited to 25 oh, tickets. Shit. So it could be 25 homicides. Um, and apparently 25 pieces of pizza, because if you do the math... Mm. Although you got to wonder, it's what, eight slices of pizza per pizza, so that's what, 60, 24, so they're going to order a whole nother fucking slice of pizza, they're going to order a whole nother pizza pie for one person. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, I mean, Necro Butcher isn't probably limited to one piece. Um, choose Death VIP ringside package upgrade, $40, ringside VIP, $25, but that is sold out, second row VIP, 25 third row VIP, 25 as well. <laughs> and general admission is 25 so you can pay 25 dollars to get ringside second row third row or general admission i'm pretty sure that means the whole fucking thing is general admission well general admission non-vip is 20 now, Death Row, Choose uh, Death VIP ringside package upgrade is 40 but you are guaranteed to get someone's blood on you. So, <laughs> um, All VIP ticket holders will get three bonus matches from 3 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Pre-order three, the ice. Three matches. Three bonus like, listen, matches. Listen, listen we're, we're having a little fun with these guys, but seriously, guys, you got to look at this fucking thing laid out. If you're a promoter for this company, you got to look at this shit and go, this whole $25 fucking pricing structure, we got to do something with it because it doesn't make any fucking sense. See, I thought, like, I was reading through this, and I'm thinking you guys typed this shit up just to make me read it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this is literally copy and pasted straight from their Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Keep well, anyway, pre-order the ICW Choose Death one night. <laughs> choose Death one night only. <laughs> Limited t-shirt for November. Hopefully it's if you not choose- a white t-shirt. If you choose death, wouldn't wouldn't you have no choice but to only have it for one night? Because you'd be dead. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Keep Two going. Two huge, ultra insane death matches headlined this night of bloodshed. Regular weapons. insane death matches were too much. weren't weren't enough. No, no, they weren't. I'm sure there'll be a couple on the you know pre <laughs> um, Just just wait. <laughs> these these are just the dark matches. <laughs> Just wait. It gets better. Keep going. Okay. These ultra-insane death matches headline the night of bloodshed, weapons, and title defenses. I'm Every so match will Jeff have a stipulation. Oh, me too. Get, get your holiday hardcore fix with ICW. <clears throat> main event. Main event. Death match stipulation to be announced. That's right. ICW alternative title match. Insane 8 winner versus LOA winner. What's what's LOA? Um, Legion of AIDS. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Prophet Orin Beat, who is the champ, will put his title on the line against pro wrestling's jackass. <laughs> first, first time ever in ICW, the Frozen Tundra deathmatch. Number one contenders match, alternative title. The Playbringer, Marcus Crane versus Dysfunction. 
The frozen tundra match has pits of dry ice in the corners. The mm-hmm. winner challenges the ICW Alternative Champion in December at ICW Insane Xmas Party. Okay, now just for the record, I worked a show this past Saturday where there were complaints because too many people did a super kick spot. Just mm. saying. Just, just juxtapose this with the 75 death matches. Well, this one's this one's pretty uh, pretty tame compared to the other ones. First blood rematch, one year in the making. Fable won Aesop Mitchell against Derek St. Holmes Esquire. Uh, I really hope this next one is true and nobody typed it in there. ICW World it's Title Casting Match because I'm gonna read it anyway. <laughs> GQ Giannos versus Joey Jet Avalon, who is the Thank champion. You. ICW Midwest Title Match. Uh, Adam Grace versus the Marman Mario Cravello versus Stacy Shadows versus a mystery talent. Unless that's the guy's name. It could be. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, hold on. There's, uh, there's, hold on. Oh, God. Okay, now it's correct. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. A fans bring the weapons match. Psycho Chase McCoy versus, is it Kato or Kato? Kato. Yeah, Kato. Kato used to live in O.J. Simpson's guest house. Also, that's Kato. <laughs> so that's true. Uh, I see Kato. No, he said Kato. I said Kato. It did say Kato. Uh-huh. Um, ICW tag team uh, title War Gauntlet. The Foley Brothers versus Shoots and Wanderers with Val Malone versus Bear Kingdom versus Caribbean Connection versus Just Saiyan. The, ro- the random rumble. Fifteen ICW wrestlers do battle for the fu- for a future title shot, world title excluded, featuring Resort Life Hot Topic Tyler Baggins, Tyler Sullivan, plus numerous surprise entrants. And the VIP bonus matches that we mentioned earlier is a four way elimination match. <laughs> Sorry, I just read the last match. Keep going. Oh. <laughs> Sierra versus. Swagman Jared Jacks versus Doc Simmons versus Riley Jackson. You have Jack uh, Zach McGuire versus Jack Blackwell with Miss Hatred, and Kyle <laughs> Pro versus JDX on a dildo on a pole match, which might might or might not be the stipulation. <laughs> that's the stipulation, apparently. Please tell me nobody put that in. That's a, that's actually what that match is. <laughs> Jason, I did, but. Did you put that in there? I did not put the dildo in my poll. Now I have to look it up. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Just admit, just admit that you did it. Oh, I did it. I totally did it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think when I was proofreading but, it before. But the fact that nobody would have been surprised by that tells you all you need to know about not this card. What is what is wrong with, with there being an alternative to to normal professional wrestling? nothing that does it for the rundown for this thursday october 25th never mind i I could go on a rant but i'm not gonna do it all right go go support these guys and wear wear a fucking poncho i guess there you go mouth wide open be like a fucking gallagher show except with blood yeah, make sure to, to just sit in the front row with your mouth gaping open. <laughs> that is it for the rundown. It's Thursday. Or your asshole, either way. Yeah. Dildo on a pole, I mean. <laughs> All right. Uh, it has been two weeks since anybody contracted HIV. 
at an ICW show. <laughs> <laughs> it has coincidentally been two weeks since the last ICW show. <laughs> coincidentally. Yes. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Rundown Podcast. Uh, make sure to do it now because we might be <laughs> shut down soon. Go to Facebook.com slash Rundown Wrestling and like us there. Email the show via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 617-863-6967 at 61rundown7. Yes. So can I propose a new segment now? I think yeah. every week you should go through some indie cards and find some shit that's just ridiculous that we can read on the show and promote. I was so trying to do that before like with that. Sal, but yeah. What's that? Yeah. Okay. I was trying to do it before with Sal, but... But we were yeah. making shit up there. I'm talking about, like, if you search, you'll find ridiculous shit like this, and... I, mm-hmm. I, I think the fact that it's legit makes it even better. Oh, it just so happens to take place in my backyard. There you go. Literally. Hopefully not the dildo on a pole match. Yeah. We are now on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling to become a patron where you will receive early access to shows if we have any. Um, I believe or... that's fans bring the dildos too, by the way. Just... Yeah. <clears throat> well, of course. Preferably used. First one to sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if if you get a dildo and he has a dildo in the pole match, are you the winner or the loser? <laughs> <clears throat> oh, God, I have so many titles for this week's episode. There you go. Speaking of dildos, listen to our friends at Kingpin Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett on the wrestling podcast about nothing with new podcasts every Monday. Go to Facebook.com, says DWPN or DWPN.com. Check out our friend Justin Michaels on the show Yeslin Waltz on Tough TV. Go to TuffTV.com to stream it. Stay tuned to the Rundown we gotta, Wrestling Podcast. we got to hit up Justin and get him back on the show. Yeah, see if he still listens. Stay tuned to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast to hear promises that we will bring back our other shows. NXT Revisited, the Rundown Sit-Down, the Nitromania Podcast, Glow Stick, and WrestleMania Salvation. You can follow our host on Twitter at jstuart0920, at rockstartroy, at guy who refuses to be on the show, at guy who refuses to be on the show because he's sleepy, at cancelled rundown show, <laughs> at Johnny Analog, at Joker's Wild 702, at Hurry Up Cruisers, and at Todd. <sighs> Sobel. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Jason and Jeff. When did Todd Sobel host the show? I mean, he's an honorary member at this point. We 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 bring up the name Todd Sopel more than we you know bring up the name Adam. So he's probably been on the show as many times as Adam. Probably, at least in the last yeah. couple months. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Hey, no problem. Um, you know, I I don't have kids or a job, so it's easy for me to pop on here and do this. Right. Exactly. Jeff, thank you again. Of course, thank you. Awesome. Next week, we will bring you a review of WWE Evolution, as well as a preview to Crown Jewel, wherever the fuck it's going to emanate from. And with that... So, so, so are you telling me that means that we'll uh, see you next Thursday? Just say something. Hi. Oh, something clever. Uh, next week, we'll reviewing the dildo on a full match. Yeah, but that's going to be a tagline every week. Yeah, I'm starting it now. The end of the episode. I'll find a better match, by the way. I'll find one worse than that. There you go. Peace, Sarah. 
The Rundown Wrestling Podcast was created as a way for Adam Salzer to eventually retire and live a life filled with afternoon naps and overpriced video games, which left Jason Stewart and Troy Bozen to pick up the slack. It is produced and edited by that guy you see in the strip club that always makes eye contact with you instead of watching the dancers. This episode was hosted by Jason Stewart, Troy Bozen, and Mayhem Jeff Mayhew. We are a member of the Questionable Devil Network, which, much like Roman Reigns' body, has turned heel in itself. Oh, Jesus! Check out, <laughs> check out all the other shows on questnnetwork.com before the creators realize that they could be using their money on more important things, like drugs. And tune in next week for an all-new episode of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Thank you.